What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. I am your co-host, Ben Rayside, and today, joining me as always, a frequent uh, co-host on this podcast, Mr. Micah Hat. Micah, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I feel like uh, I feel like this is a different kind of podcast now. I mean, since the last one, so many things have changed. So many things have changed. And who is notably not joining us is Mr. Ethan Wensloff. He is in Alaska right now doing missions work. We hope he's doing very well. But, you know, that's not the real reason he's not here, Micah. The real reason that Ethan's not here is because he is now the only guy on this podcast who is truly, truly single, I guess Mm. is what you could say, because Mr. Micah Hett has gotten engaged over the past couple weeks now, and we congratulate him on that. Two years ago, uh, or I guess, yeah, almost two years ago, I'm forgetting when it happened, but I got engaged and now you're getting engaged. So we wish, Micah, we wish you well because you're going into this next step of life and it's going to be, it's going to be very exciting. It's a very exciting time for you guys. So congratulations to Micah. You're engaged. How you feeling about it? And you're going to make me cry. (laughs) All right. I'm feeling pretty great about it. Um, and you know, I think once I get married, then Ethan will find a girl. That's how it went with with me and that's a good point. Your wedding, so that's that's how it'll go. That's a good point. Let's that's jump into this news, Ben. That's Let's right. That's it. right. So that that's kind of what we're going to be doing today. There's time codes. There's going to be chapter titles. If you're watching on YouTube, and time codes are going to be uh, on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on there, but basically, we're going to be doing uh, kind of a, a pseudo news day slash movie talk day because. We're almost halfway through the summer Got now. a lot of stuff to talk about. And there's been a lot of movies that have come out. Spider-Verse, uh, Transformers, to name a few. Flash, Indiana Jones, uh, Sound of Freedom. We also had uh, Nimona, I believe yeah, is what Nimona. it's called. Did you watch Fast and Furious 10? I didn't. I didn't watch Fast that's and Furious 10. That's more of an Ethan 10. movie. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, a, that's kind of a... I guess I kind of count that as a spring. But we won't really be jumping into that because, you know... The Fast franchise is definitely, you know, in and of itself. Did you see that movie? No. That's about all we got to yeah, talk about. It. Yeah. I didn't see that movie either. So, and it's it didn't do very well at the box office. And the box office is something that's going to be a pretty interesting topic as we talk about these movies because some have done really well and others have done very very poorly. I was looking at numbers for all of these movies and it's it's pretty shocking. So, mm-hmm. we're going to dive into that. But before we dive into all of that, I have a question for you, Mike. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Do you like movies? Yeah, I, I like movies. Yeah, okay. I've got a letterbox account, so I, I guess I do. Exactly. So do I. And I, I would say I, I love movies, too. Well, are you excited for what's to come in the movie industry? Next week is going to be a huge week. I have Barbie Oppenheimer. It's coming out, man. And uh, reviews just st- dropped today for some people. I, I know that I saw some letterbox reviews on it. I don't know if there's like other ones, but um, people say it's an amazing movie. Both of them are amazing. And Oppenheimer is apparently... The peak Christopher Nolan movie that's ever come out. Best sound, best visuals, best acting. Everyone's good in that movie, from what I hear. Holy cow. Insane. No CGI in that movie at all. Can you believe that? Come on. None. He said there are no CGI shots in the entire movie. I didn't hear this. This is yeah. insane. Filmed the entire thing on IMAX film. Has uh, All right, so I just got tickets for... Um, so this week... I'll be watching it in IMAX uh, Laser, 
So that's on the like special uh, large format film. Uh, oh, it's not film, but it's like a digital projection. And I'm watching that out in like Naperville where we saw Guardians 3. Okay. And then uh, later this month, when I go down to Nashville, they have a 70 millimeter projector. Holy cow. IMAX in the Opryland Mall. You're going to be one of so the lucky I'm going to be watching. Yeah, yeah. There are what? 20, 30, 70 millimeter Holy projection cow. IMAXs in America. Most of those are dome theaters, so they don't look as good. This is one of the true, one of the only true 70 millimeter projections of IMAX Oppenheimer. It, it'll be like the second to last showing in that theater. Oh my goodness. That's going to be awesome. Did you hear about the, the specs of the, the film reel? I, it's 11 me. miles long, weighs 600 pounds. Oh my they gosh. had to build theaters around this film. Like they had to expand doorways to get this thing in the theaters. So as an insane as a pedestrian, as someone who's just going to see it in a regular AMC movie theater. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to get the full experience. We're going to have to we're going to have to make sure that you're on the Oppenheimer podcast when we talk about oh, yeah. it because you're going to be doing it 70 you're going on to Nashville you said? I'm going in a Nashville. Yep. There's a there's a uh, I believe it's and AMC, my aunt had has movie stubs, so she got a free, um, like the AMC movie stubs rewards. So she got a free ticket plus half off another ticket, and then she bought a full price. So my brother, me, and my aunt are all going. It's gonna be so sick, dude. Count me as very jealous, man. Yeah, and I'll so, let you know how it compares yeah. between uh, digital IMAX and seventy millimeter IMAX. Um, but this is gonna be, from what I hear, you know, people say, "Oh, you gotta watch the movie on the big screen." That's what. This is a movie you have to see on a big screen. Mm. Like it, it doesn't compare. You saw what was the 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 Nolan movie you saw? You saw Dark Knight in theaters, right? Just I, a few I just ago? saw it. They had it back. How in does that theaters. compare? I well, okay. Like, so that's probably the biggest screen I've seen the Dark Knight on because yeah. I grew up with the movie. But that was fantastic. Mm. Like compared but, to just but, watching it at home. I, oh, absolutely. The the sound was the greatest thing for that movie because you can you watch it and it's the same movie you've seen over and over again. Even though it's fantastic, it's the mm -hmm. greatest superhero movie ever created, in my opinion. But just hearing the score, Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard's score in the background and the sound design, especially Joker's theme in the background as it rises, fantastic. So I can only imagine how great Oppenheimer is going to sound when they drop that nuke. Yeah, especially like. It, so the showing you're going to is not in 40x, is it? 40x? No, it's IMAX. Okay, okay. This so, is true 70 millimeter, 15 perf IMAX. I've heard that 40x, like if you're in there, you're gonna like actually like really feel the atomic bomb when it oh, drops. Oh, I'm sure you'll feel it in IMAX. Uh, I'm, that's, well, a, that's like, a good point. Like not every IMAX. So if you guys don't know, there are different forms of IMAX. There's uh, LIMAX, as people dub it, where it's not really. They just fitted an old theater to meet, meet the minimum bare spec. So mm. one like the um, the Naperville IMAX that we went to. Yeah. That one, the one that's closer to us, that one is a fake IMAX. It doesn't have the highest quality projector. It has a high enough quality, but it's not the true one. It doesn't have the right sound stage. The seats aren't uh, stadium seating, things like that. So we got to keep this short because we have a lot of news to talk about. But right. uh, true IMAX has all those things like it's everything to the max mm, yeah so uh, so here's my next question mm. for you are you going to see the double feature are you doing the double feature barbie Oppenheimer on thursday the i have tickets i have tickets for july 20th uh 550 barbie and 9 p.m oppenheimer imax <laughs> that's so awesome so pumped dude i i love seeing because i'm sure you've seen it 
uh, Tom Cruise mm-hmm. going out and promoting like I'm gonna see I've got Barbie tickets and then Cillian Murphy and, then, and Christopher Nolan yep, saw it too. Greta Gerwig and uh, Margot Robbie who have tickets to uh, Oppenheimer. Like, did that. you see that uh, AMC released info that like seventy percent of people seeing either of those movies are seeing a double feature? That's so awesome. That is yeah. so awesome. And that's kind of what I'm getting to right now is because we're in a time of we're, we're we're really truly I would say 2023 coming out of what covid hit us mm. with from that three-year 2022 there, there to have 2020 been movies period sprinkled in here and there they're really solid i mean we yeah. had we had no way home we had um all those other movies that i can but There's, now yes. we're finally getting to a point where we can have consistent movies coming out but another thing that we have to add with that is what did the marvel ceo just say about all those movies coming out he's there well we kind of have heard his plan. His name Bob Iger? Well, yeah, slowing down everything that he's really trying to do. But really, he has he has said a lot of like pretty interesting things. And also about another piece of news that we need to talk about is mm. that the Writers Guild has been on strike for about a month now. Uh, the Actors Guild of America has now joined them. So you asked before... Do we have a list of things that are delayed? Yeah. Every- yeah, everything is delayed. Like, literally everything is delayed. Dare, uh, Deadpool 3 was just delayed yesterday, right? Yes. Like, that was... it. Finally Production is halted. It. Yep. And so, if you're looking forward to anything beyond the Spider-Verse, I would say it's probably the most anticipated movie of 2024. Mm-hmm. That's probably not coming out anymore, unless these big CEOs and big companies pay these writers... And actors, the fair amount. And now, I think the I've seen a lot of controversy surrounding this because a lot of people come out. Actors make a billion dollars. Like, why? Why are they going on strike? The actors are not going on strike to support themselves. They're going on strike to help out the Writers Guild, who genuinely does need the help. They Mm. writers do not get the credit that they deserve. If you want more information, go and just look into it. But any movie that is now coming out is now on halt. So. Deadpool, we have just released, if you're keeping up with anything online, Wolverine is finally going to be in his costume-accurate, comic book-accurate outfit. And it looks fantastic. It really does. But you just said, production's halted. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to get that movie for a long time. Everything is going to be delayed. This reminds me of a COVID again. Because when, when this all gets said and done, and when these CEOs finally give them the fair pay and everything like that everything is going to be pushed back and we're going to go back into a a, a covid period again so it's not going to be fun and no no one is going to enjoy this period but that's just where we're at because bob Iger was he had come out and said that it's it's unfair the demands of the uh writers and actors guilds they're being very unfair and to that i have to say you're a billion dollar company Mm -hmm. like you're a you're a multi-billion dollar company. Although lately, we're going to talk about it, but not so not so lately because their their movies, Warner Bros. and Disney have really, really, they've, re- they've released some bombs recently. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. But they're, they're very rich. And I would say that the fact that these writers and actors aren't getting paid their just due is probably a, you know, a, a side effect of why we've gotten such bland movies mm-hmm. so far, you know? I'm just sad we don't have Batgirl. <laughs> well, that, that's a, that's another huge thing. And they said that about 
the Echo series that's recently coming up. They were going to Batgirl it. But because there's not enough content being produced and all the writers are on strike, now they're going to release Echo because they, they were going to shelve it. But now we need content. We need subscriptions. So mm. I guess we'll just release it. Great. That shows great confidence in your product. I'm so excited for Echo now. Oh, bare minimum, man. That's what it feels like. Why That's do we, what it feels like. All these shows, Bob Iger said it best. And we can, we can, do you want to go into Secret Invasion talk too? Uh, or I, do we have other things we want to, like general news? There is, got, there's one more piece of news I want to go into. I've got some, some news about uh, Elemental. Did you hear about Elemental? Just became Disney's highest grossing animated film. Since of all Frozen, time? Since Frozen 2. Frozen Two made, or th this movie made two hundred fifty-seven million, and, and I thought this movie was like people. Hold on, people wait were a dogging on it because because Frozen made a billion dollars. Yeah, and Elemental made. It was this like opening weekend? This made two fifty-seven million globally. Yeah, so Frozen made like a billion. Frozen globally. Two. Oh, since Frozen Two. Since Frozen oh, you're two, saying yeah. you're saying that Elemental is the highest-grossing film since, since Frozen. Yeah, since two. Frozen Two. Yeah, oh, it beat okay. out Encanto. Weird. Okay. Anyway. Just thought I wanted to add that real okay. quick before we get into our, our big topics. But Well, that's not bad. Yeah. That's, I, I, did you see the movie? No. I didn't uh, see I, that. I movie. heard it was bad. But this is weird because this wasn't the opening weekend. This was like the week after. And then really? It, like shot up. There's another movie that we're going to be talking about that really is doing well, even though it's opening weekend probably didn't do the greatest. Um, but we're going to get to that movie, all right? So that's the last bit of news that I want to talk about that's really big that's happened over this summer is uh, James Gunn's been working on Superman. Mm -hmm. Superman Legacy, it's coming out 2025, although who knows because that production has also halted. But they just cast a ton of actors, mainly the notable Superman and Lois Lane, David Sweat as Superman. Do you, do you know anything about David Sweat? I don't know any of these actors. Any people of these are, people were getting hyped, but I don't, I don't know all of them. Well, he, I, I mean, you've seen the picture of him, right? I, yeah, I would assume yeah, he looks like he a, looks like Superman. Yeah, he looks like good. every Superman actor. That's what I said. He looks like every Superman actor I've ever seen jumbled into one guy. What's his name? David Corinsweat. David Corinsweat. Yeah. Sweat. Huh. He uh, known for roles like uh, from Pearl, politician, look both ways. I've never seen any of his stuff either, but I mean, he looks like he could play a knockout Superman. You know who else looks like uh, the previous actor that played the role? Hmm. Timothy Chalamet playing Wonka. Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Did you see the trailer for that? I saw clips of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I kind of want to go on there blind. I watched I don't half like of the it. Oompa Loompa. <laughs> he, Timothy Chalamet gives a very strange performance. I feel like he's trying to capture what Gene Wilder did from yeah. the original. I don't know if anyone can capture that. Johnny Depp did the right thing, made it his own kind of yeah thing. with i don't know I, tim burton one i don't know that movie did not really leave me very excited the trailer for that movie mm. anyway i don't know going blind i going, hope it's a multiverse wonka movie with uh, <laughs> <laughs> with gene wilder yeah. and, and johnny depp man that would be something wouldn't it um you also have uh for superman news rachel brosnahan is playing lois lane i also have never seen her in anything but i like that they're doing unknowns you know yeah this i is like good. that they're casting unknowns Except Good. for, uh, we, we also have, so I thought this was fake, but four actors have come out and they've cast huge actors as superheroes. Uh, Nathan Fillion, who I was, saw those, in, yeah. was in, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He played the, the, the boss. He's of, Nathan Drake in the uh, Uncharted games. Exa uh, 
he's the or is he the other guy he's the brother nathan so he's the brother uh, yes, yes nathan fillion is oh who does he play he plays someone else yeah anyway um he's going to play guy gardner green lantern in superman legacy and this caught me really off guard i did not know this was going to be or have other superheroes in this story you know mm-hmm. guy gardner that's crazy I, I know guy gardner as being the very annoying green lantern i don't know if you know anything about him i don't know anything about the comic um, guys I think Nathan Fillion is going to do a great job. Um, Isabella Merced he, he will play. Played, uh, he played Green Lantern for a while in some animated things. Yeah, no, he he knows the character back and forth, so he's going to be. He's a great casting. Uh, Isabella Merced was playing Hawkgirl. Uh, Eddie Gathegi is playing Mister Terrific, and Anthony Kerrigan, who most notably I've known him from uh, Gotham and the Flash TV show, is playing Metamorpho. Mm. So those are four huge superheroes villains whatever you want to call them in the dc universe that are showing up in superman legacy which is huge like that's that's huge news so (laughs) i mean i thought james gunn was going to take this movie and make it a a man of steel origin not so much origin but it's going to be a superman personal story Mm -hmm. you know but it looks like this is going to have a lot of connections to the outer dc universe in it you know yeah did you see how quick James Gunn was to turn on The Flash? No. Yeah, so this past week, uh, The Flash had been pulled from thousands of theaters or whatever. And it's done. Yeah, three days ago, James Gunn canceled Ezra Miller's DCU projects after The Flash becomes a bigger box office disaster than Black Adam. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Because the statistics on that is insane. Yeah, James Gunn, after... <clears throat> so all this came out, like, oh, Flash is being pulled from all these theaters. And James Gunn was like, oh, yeah, no wonder it was so bad. And the box office trashed. He said this? But this past weekend, it was like... Or uh, the, the opening weekend, it was like... Well, this... because of the box office success. Or not success. The box it office It lost $200 million. It is... And we're going to talk about it when we talk about the Flash, because I've certainly got my things to say about it. Mm. Um, it is the biggest box office bomb of all time. Ever? Of all time. Even more than like Howard the Duck? Straight up. No way. <laughs> they spent so much money on this movie. I mean, dude, it was in production for like five years. $220 million budget and $150 million investment in promotional efforts. So it was like yeah. $380 million. Yeah. And then it lost $200 million. Yeah. That's insane. It, it's it's absolutely well, and there's reasons for it. You've seen the movie, all right. We're gonna yeah. talk about it. But Superman casting, very exciting. Um, and also, I wanted to remember to put in uh, Cameron Monaghan, uh, best known from uh, Joker in Gotham, and also uh, he's in uh, Shameless, as well as being Cal Kestis in the recent Star Wars. Uh, That's the most important one. Uh, Fallen Order, Survivor Games. Uh, he is being cast in the new Tron movie, starring alongside Jared Leto. Um. Big fan of Tron Legacy. I wanted to add that because it's, I'm hoping that this movie shapes up to be something special. Although, as we've talked about this whole time, everything's put on hold. So we're not going to be That's getting right. it for a long time. But you so, know what's not put on hold? Blue Beetle. All right, baby. <laughs> well, it's going to be the next Morbius. <laughs> oh, that movie I love how people are starting good. to meme on this movie. Watch out for those. <laughs> oh, that that movie and Craven. Those Craven. two movies. Oh, that Those are going to be... And it's crazy because they're just putting these movies out. Like, look at what Warner Bros. has done. Shazam, bomb. Flash, bomb. Blue Beetle is going to bomb, dude. Aquaman is in December. 
It's going to bomb. I guarantee you it's going to bomb. <sighs> These, Dude, what is Warner Bros. doing? And the same thing for Disney with Indiana Jones. That's also one of the biggest box office It's bombs. weird how much these are bombing. I think they're just investing too much money into these. Because, all right, so The Flash was not the greatest movie. But do I think it's the, the biggest bomb of all time? No, I don't think it was. I think that there were some cool things about that movie. They just put too much money into it. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. And then yeah. was uh, Black Adam a bomb? It didn't make enough money. Fla uh, Shazam, it didn't make enough money. Same thing. They just keep dumping too much money. Well, and and that comes to it, like, because none of these movies, I would say, mm -hmm. are truly, like, We've anything. seen some bad movies. Like, they're just, they come out, there's no, like, <laughs> and I, I hate to say it, but Black Adam was the only big movie that actually, I feel like, had some sort of direction, you mm -hmm. know, because Henry Cavill showed up at the end. Obviously, that's not happening anymore, but it's it was just like, because okay, the Rock here, this is what we're going to do. Right, the Rock, the Rock wanted it. They're just, it's just nothing, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, the movie comes out, you see it, and it's like, great. A They're 7 out of 10. I'm never going to see it again. another movie, and then they never tie it into it's anything else. just nothing. So, yeah, we're going to, we're let's talk about, let's talk about um, The Flash. I, and so, now we're going to, th that's the, kind of the news that I want to talk about, because a lot's happened. It's been the summer, but now I mm. kind of want to, you know, oh, the movies that we've seen, I want to talk kind of a lot about because I've, I've got a lot of things to say about across the spider-verse the flash um and also the sound of freedom which we both have seen uh, i want to talk about that and also secret invasion um i want to say a little bit on transformers mm -hmm. and uh, indiana jones because i know you haven't seen those movies so no spoilers for those okay um there again there's time codes and uh, chapter titles if you're watching on youtube and also um on uh apple Podcasts. you can skip around um if you haven't seen any of these or don't want to know anything or still haven't seen them. But most of these movies have been out for um, at least a, two weeks or more. So um, let's start with uh, the Across the Spider-Verse. Let's start with that first because that, that was the first movie that came out this summer. Uh, June 1st, literally. Um, what did you think? What did you think of Across the Spider-Verse? Right. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> All right, so this movie, uh, you never thought that into the Spider-Verse could be topped. And here we are. I mean, <laughs> looking back, I, I would like to see it again. I would love to... Because uh, everything that needs to be said about this movie has already been said by everyone else on the internet. Yeah. This movie, I love the little details that they continued to have in this movie. I love how they point back to the first movie with details that we didn't even think about, like the, the spider that comes from the other dimension, how it twitches out. I didn't even noticed like no one no one could have predicted that but it was right there in our faces some color choices from the first movie they turned into plot points in the second movie that's insane and i'm i'm just excited for the third one now march can't come any sooner <laughs> so you you loved it mm -hmm. like it looks like everyone did yeah and i mean what a fantastic movie it's it's unless in my opinion unless oppenheimer really does something to me or dune too this might be our first animated best picture I would, uh, you're forgetting about Into the Spider-Verse. That one, Best Picture? That one. Oh, uh, I thought it was nominated. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Can can an animated movie win Best Picture? Yeah. yeah really? You can, you can be nominated for multiple picture, uh, things. Because it won, it won um, Best so. Animated Movie, right? Because I thought Toy Story was nominated for Best Picture. Toy Story 3. Ooh, maybe. I'm not sure about that. Look, look into that. Yeah. But Into the Spider-Verse won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature in 2019. 
after it yeah, came out. Yeah, uh, Toy Story 3 was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, man. So it can well, be. Okay, so in your opinion... Is that... And it won the award for Best Animated Feature. Yeah. So it can win both, technically. Has anything come close to Toy Story 3 was the closest in the, um, in the Oscars. So this, well, like this year, this year though, like has anything come close to the Spider Verse? That movie was, I dude, I saw that movie three times. In I theaters. think I did too. I don't remember two times. That was fantastic. Like you were talking about those color color yeah. choices from the first movie that came into plot points. I saw something, and when Spider Man looks at Miles Morales in the very first like Peter movie, B. Parker, right? yeah, or, P- no, no, Peter, Peter B. Parker, Peter, Peter one, yeah, blonde Peter Parker who dies. Mm-hmm. He looks at Miles. They both have their spider sense. And Miles' spider sense turns from purple and green to red and blue. Yeah, that's which, insane. Which are the spi- prowler colors to Spider-Man colors because right then the destiny changes. Yeah. None of us Jamocha Joes knew what that meant. Like, like, dude, we didn't know what that meant back then. But you go into this and now you have a Miles from Earth-42 who is the prowler. Foreshadowing that if, if Miles Morales from our universe didn't become Spider-Man, he probably would have followed in his uncle's footsteps and became the Prowler. Very tragic story. Which, That's awesome. They they have showed so much. And I wanted to say this because they're doing something that not many movies are doing, which is like they have the greatest plan. Like you can tell when they made this movie, even if it doesn't do well, we're going we're gonna to plot out where this will go if we do sequels. Mm-hmm. And then they actually do it follow through it and have one of the greatest sequels that has ever been made ever. And if, if I'm going to go, I'm going to say this here, if beyond the spider verse is as good as one and two, we probably have one of the greatest trilogies ever made. I don't, I hesitate to say the greatest because Lord of the Rings exists, but it's, it's a contender. If beyond the spider verse can be, that good because forget about the story of the movie i mean look how look at how this permeated pop culture for mm-hmm. like two weeks nothing was talked about but this movie you have the music by daniel pemberton the the very iconic spider-man 2099 theme <laughs> like dude his theme spider gwen's theme like he did such good stuff with the score uh, have you listened to the the soundtrack though by uh, Metro Boomin? I did. That's I think it's better than the first one. I also think I it's was able to listen to it a lot more. So the first one was a lot more kind of um, it was a different style. This one is a a style I'm I more like. I agree. Agree. And so mm-hmm. that's the question though. What which one's better? Which one do you prefer? Uh, I listened to this one a lot more just because I was kind of more into music at this point. But yeah. The, Agreed. That's all I got. Agree. I also agree. What about movie wise? Movie wise, uh, ooh, which one's better? I gotta watch Into again. I haven't seen it since 2019, 2020, maybe. Wow, Probably yeah, 2020. You, you do have to rewatch it. Yeah, I'm waiting for our, our podcast on it. Oh, uh, so okay. I don't, I don't want to rewatch it until the podcast. That's a good point. I've been putting off a lot of Marvel films because we're getting to them on the Marvel. Yeah, like I've wanted to watch films. Logan again. I've wanted to watch uh, Into the Spider Verse. I want to watch Infinity War, Endgame, all these things, but I can't until we're coming up on that. Though, yeah, because yeah, we are. We Stay tuned, are. Guys. Quick little sidetrack, but on the Marvel movie marathon, which is our, I would say probably the flagship show, which is the one we do the most. We're on Deadpool, and Finishing obviously up Phase Two. Yeah, we've had. 
a lot going on in recent months, so we haven't all been able to get together and record. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do that at, at least next week. We'll mm. see about scheduling, but we're in Deadpool now in 2016, mm. so we're coming up to some huge releases, and there's no better time to hop on that train because it looks like Deadpool is going to uh, have a lot of characters from our rewatch and marathon. So that it yeah. would be very you cool to, to revisit that news? those Electra, like Electra, Jennifer Garner is confirmed to appear, which made me so happy because yeah. it feels like Daredevil. I didn't waste an hour and 40 minutes of my time. You know, Ben Affleck Daredevil too. Ru- that's rumored. He rumored? was not confirmed. If Electra's in it, I feel like they have to have Ben right. Affleck Daredevil. And, Unless if he right. refuses. I don't know. Because he, he doesn't like Marvel movie or uh, any superhero movies. Maybe they'll put him in, like, maybe they'll have him masked up. Yeah. And they'll have his likeness. Yeah. They, they could do that. Because Marvel owns the rights to the character in that movie. So mm. they could do that. If they, I mean, they certainly didn't consult, uh, well, we'll get to The Flash. But oh. for uh, for digital cameos, but um, but yeah, um, across the Spider Verse, absolutely fantastic. I think it's. I don't know if it's as good. I would probably put them on the same level into the, the Spider Verse and across of all time, which is at, that's crazy. What's it out on the IMDb two fifty? I believe it's number fourteen. When last I checked, and it also has done very very well at the box office. On a budget of, I think, $200 million, maybe a little bit less than that. Now. It just passed two towers. Oh, my god! Just gosh. below Fight Club. Wow. That's, cr- that's crazy, but it shows you how good the movie is. And I think this movie has made six, $650 million. So Sounds about right. It's one of the m- most profitable The first one made almost out. nothing. It, did, yeah, it made like $300 People million. People didn't expect it to be that good. No. I think it made all its money when it went on to Netflix. It did. And it was, well, because people watched it like nonstop. Yeah. Like once it got got onto streaming, this movie was the first one. I mean, we we went and saw that in theaters. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, people were clapping. Like my theater was dead for Into the Spider Verse. Like there was no one there, and it was hmm. I think it was a couple weeks after, but and which is pretty typical. But yeah. I heard nothing about Into the Spider Verse when it was coming out. Well, think about it wasn't until months later when it came out. Like I went, I saw the trailer. I think I watched like half the trailer, and I was like, an animated, animated Spider Man. Yeah. Like what? And now it's one two of the greatest movies. Ever made? Have you seen Mitchell's versus the Machine? I have not, but that's a that's Same another Lord Miller thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Ha, is really it good? good movie. There's some cringe in it, but I think it works because it's family. It's like family being cringe. <laughs> what have they like? What bad have they done? You know, like, like how, how like? It seems like everything Lord and Miller touches, they're they do? they're doing very very good things with whatever they touch. And I mean. That's that's where Across the Spider-Verse comes into play. And so this is basically the big thing is... Call you a chance of meatballs. They did that too. Which is also fantastic. 21 Jump Street. They did the story for Call of a Chance of Meatballs too. They did a Lego movie. They were uncredited directors for yeah. Solo. Well, yeah, dude. They were supposed to direct it and then they got fired. Oh, dude. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. They wrote Lego Movie 2, the second part. That one's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Out of 10, what do you give across the Spider-Verse? Uh, I think I gave it like a mid-nines. Mid-nines? Yeah. I gave it a nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it was, yeah, around that. Around that. I think it was pretty comparable to uh, my score for Spider-Man 2. Is there anything bad 
that you found in that movie? Like, what did you not like? I don't think there's anything mm. in there that, like... Hobie. You didn't like Hobie? Some things about it. Oh, like, aspects of him to be nitpicky. Really? Like to find, I think that his character design, while it's very good, it's distracting. And I think his sound design, they did fix it in a second. Like, they patched the movie. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> they sent out an update. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um... There's different versions of the movie out there with different scenes. Did you see those? I did, yeah. Just variants of the movie, Deviants. Which kind of fits with the theme. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Want to move on to the next topic? Hobie, or, yeah. yeah. So you didn't like Hobie? Um, I, didn't like how, I didn't like his introduction, yeah. but everything after Indian uh, Dimension, yeah. I think Hobie's good. So like when they're in the spider place, yeah. everything after that, he's good. Yeah. I think he's a little too obnoxious in that first scene. When they're like talking about, oh, you left my toothbrush at my, my house. Okay. <laughs> they can, that move, the movie can kind of reach those places to mm -hmm. where it's like so much going on. That's my only like, complaint. But I kind of, I almost like that because on repeat viewings, you pick up on things you didn't mm -hmm. notice. So it makes the repeat viewing like. Yeah. I didn't understand what he enjoyable. was saying because of his accent, not because of the volume, mm -hmm. because of his accent for his whole, uh, most of his introduction. That's a subtitle movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's for well, when I think the first time when we all went and saw it, the movie was like quiet mm. almost in some parts. Yeah, the drums in the beginning are too loud over Gwen. Yeah, um, and that was how it was for the, my second viewing too. But apparently, like that's not their fault, and it was the movie theaters that didn't turn the audio up all the way. Like Lord mm. merely came out, and they were like, "Theaters need to up the volume and make sure it's on like max capacity so you can hear them." But like. That's not it. It's the mixing. I mean, there's a reason they sent out a patch. Yeah. Update yeah. 1.1. 1. 1 they shouldn't have to. Like with Tenet, they shouldn't have to turn up the volume yeah. all the way. Yeah, agreed. But overall... I still need to see Tenet. There's... You haven't seen it? No. Wow. It was a 2020 movie. Huh. Overall, fantastic movie. I Nine and a half out of ten. I, it, a lot of people have come out and said it's the greatest Spider-Man movie ever made. I don't know if I go that far, but it's fantastic. It, mm. And if you haven't seen it, which... I mean, who hasn't at this point? Go and see the movie. It's probably the greatest thing that'll come out this year. While we're still on Spider-Man talk, I just found out this week that the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man masks were all CGI. Like, they always did a cutaway shot, or they did... Do you know that? When he put on a like mask? Like, whenever he put on a mask, it was CGI. Really? I never knew that. Anyway, moving on. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, fits with the theme of the movie. Very good CGI. Tobey Maguire does show up in the movie. That's true. At, like, one point. Yeah. As well as Andrew Garfield. Mm. So, which is which is very cool. Uh, yeah, next next topic. Uh, I just wanted to say quickly on uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. I know you haven't seen that yet. Are you Transformers guy? That's all right. I mean, I saw the Michael Bay ones. Yeah. Um, not much to say on it. They don't do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen them since I was little. I remember the guy in the first movie had the same camcorder that I had, the one with like the flip up thing as <laughs> really? he's running around. He's like, what does he say around the pool? He's like, mom. Or, I don't know. Whatever. That's all I remember <laughs> from the movie is when they're. They're swatted. <laughs> Interesting. I would say Rise of the Beasts is probably the best one. Ever? As, a, as a fan of the Bay films um, and who hasn't seen the original 1986 Transformers movie, I would say it's probably the best Transformers movie. Okay. I'm a huge fan of the Bay films, but I think there's some major issues with all of those movies that this movie kind of overcomes. Yeah. Really good. I really like Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Um, is it a bunch of machines fighting each other? bunch of machines All fighting right, each I'm other but the it. big thing is like i really cared about how's anthony ramos in it main guy yeah he's he's great cool he's, he's really good there's an 
there's an ending scene which the whole ending is fantastic the music is fantastic they brought back arrival to earth i'll never not get over that from the original movie which is awesome um but i think everything looked awesome and there's a there's a um I don't know if you heard about the ending. No, but tell, uh, tell me about it. I don't. This is spoil. This is. I mean, it's not even a really big spoiler because no one cares. But they they tie into GI Joe. Like there's a really? end credit scene and a guy from Mattel's GI Joe is going crazy. Good thing about Mattel stock. Like they come in and and he's like, yeah, we're recruiting you, Anthony Ramos, for GI Joe. And that ends. That's crazy. Like that's the end credit scene of the movie, and I'm. It's like, gonna be like a Mattel multiverse movie. Yes, that's what <laughs> I think. That's what they're trying to do. But also, I, I don't care about GI Joe. Does anyone care either. about GI Joe? Wasn't GI Jane like a terrible movie? Was that a thing? Yeah. I don't know. I, it just it, it it led. It was a, let leading to this that I don't give a crap about. Like yeah. I, I like Transformers. I that's why I'm going to show up. I don't care about GI Joe. I'm really glad that Anthony Ramos did a great job in this yeah. because. In the Heights kind of bombed, uh, box office wise. Like people didn't people didn't like it as much. I loved it really because In the Heights is one of my favorite musicals. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad that Anthony Ramos can get some good roles still because he's a great actor. Yeah, that well Transformers did, and it also did well in the box office. I well I, I'm not sure how this equates because I don't know the marketing, but 200 million dollar budget, it's made 400 million dollars. Yeah, which is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie for being released in between Flash and Spider Verse. Is it making as much as the um, Bay ones or no? Uh, the Bay ones were massively fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's made more than the fifth one, The Last Night, which came that out in 2017, sense. and Bumblebee, So, which is great. Also, quick mention of the Maximals, they're fantastic. Cool. So, uh, yeah, definitely go see. Did you watch the animated shows when you were little? Or? I didn't. No, I, I didn't I either. I wanted to watch Transformers Prime, which was when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Tried watching it. I actually decided to watch Spectacular Spider-Man, though. Which I watched both seasons of that. TMNT show. looks pretty good. Oh, we're definitely yeah, we're definitely watching yeah. that movie. That movie looks fantastic. And uh, then I, uh, to keep it on the Mattel, think, Barbie looks good too. Uh, is that the same? Yeah, it's it's Mattel. Holy cow! Uh, Greta Gerwig directing Barbie. Uh, yeah. All star cast again. They dropped a song that Ken sings in it. Oh man! Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I saw the first two seconds. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm sold. It. I'm watching this. I'm saving it. Same thing with like Peaches and Super Mario Bros. movie. <laughs> I had to save that. So uh, I I am so pumped for this movie. I hear yeah. it's actually kind of an artsy movie, where they have good themes and existential questions and all this fun stuff that you wouldn't expect from a Barbie movie. People aren't seeing this ironically anymore. They're seeing this because they're interested in the story that's going on. <laughs> it has been said, Oppenheimer for the laughs, Barbie for the philosophy. That's right. That's how it's going to go down. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Because. So just talking in normal conversation, I'm just talking to my buddies. I'm like, yeah, dude, we're going to go see that Barbie movie. And you just get the weirdest looks. Yeah. Because like 22-year-old dude, oh, dude, I'm hyped for the Barbie movie, Did you bro. hear how Ryan Gosling accepted the role? So he wasn't going to do it at first, but then he saw his daughter's Ken doll face down in the mud and he, he t- goes up to Greta Gerwig and he's like, I got to tell Ken's story. <laughs> what <laughs> there was an interview that i just saw of him and he he's he's talking about him his performance and reacting with all the other kens and he and he's i think he's being uh facetious but he's like yeah ken we're just kenning all over each other yeah like ken we're on the beach and we're just kenning about man and I saw that, just yeah. like, what? What? this is amazing did you see the french poster 
No. So they use the same verbiage as the English poster. Uh, it's like Barbie. So it's the Barbie poster. It says, she can do anything. He's just Ken. Right? <laughs> and uh, they keep the same words for the French version. They just direct translate it. So okay. it says, he's just Ken in French. But Ken in French means like to have sex. So he just has sex. That's like what it says in the French poster. And apparently the French people love it. And they're going to watch the movie because they think that poster is so good. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, he's literally me. That's, that's, that's another reason why I'm so excited. Because we have another literally me character coming out. Like, uh, it's Ryan Gosling. All he plays is literally me. I got to watch Drive everything. before I watch this movie. I, am also, I think I'm actually going to watch Drive today. I watched Fight Club. Um, yeah. Hmm. I'm not allowed How to was talk that? about it. Oh, oh, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. Yeah. Um, a little bit of talk yeah. about it. Um, next movie on the agenda, uh, The Flash. The Flash. I know okay. we've both seen that movie. As I said before, it is the biggest box office bomb ever. On a budget of, you were talking like $400 million, mm. I think it's made $240 million globally right now out of this point, which is which is horrible. It is that is so horrible. Like, which is, it's weird because it has the best joke of any movie that's come out in the past twenty years. Uh, when <laughs> that being of <laughs> when when um, both Barrys are suited up in the Batwing and Barry has uh, Barry two has this like he has the uh, a modified Batman costume and it's the Michael Keaton Batman suit, so it doesn't have the neck twist. <laughs> And he turns to to future Barry, and he's like, <laughs> the neck doesn't turn. That's pretty good. Yep. That was the I I couldn't control myself for three minutes probably because I was laughing so hard at that stupid joke. This movie, in some ways, yeah, took itself as far as it needed to go, comedy wise. I think it it needed to lean into it more because that's what Barry was about. I think that in Justice League, he was the comic relief. This movie needed to be more com comedic. That I liked him in Justice League because he... More the, comedic. Because he takes the time to go for a hot dog in Justice League. I think that made him such a, an endearing character to me because he was different. Yeah. And it contrasts from the seriousness that is the rest of the Justice League. And they don't lean into it as much as they should in some ways. And then they also don't go as dark as they need to be in some ways, too. So Reverse Flash needed to be more, more in the movie. I feel like he wasn't there trying to prevent him from doing things as much as he should. Like in the Flash show, he does that yeah. a lot. Yeah. He's there constantly trying to get him, trying to get Barry to stop what he's doing, stop going faster, stop whatever, being an anti-Flash. And we don't have that throughout the movie, so there's no true villain in this movie hmm. that was my biggest complaint is that there's no true villain and there's not an actually so you I, i'm say... happy with how many jokes there were in this movie you, i'll, I'll yeah. take it back i'm happy with how many jokes uh i love the back to the future uh eric stoltz reference that was good fantastic yeah i love that um i love how far they took that joke with the eric stoltz tattoo you think okay yeah they're just gonna mention it once and that's it no, no, they bring it back again, and then they have this whole discussion. No, no, Marty McFly is Michael J. Fox. What are you talking about, dude? It's Eric Stoltz. <laughs> and then he has the tattoo. He's got all this stuff. They just keep going with the joke. 
but it doesn't feel cringe yet. And then they stop it right before it becomes cringe to me. Hmm. Or they elevate it so it's not. And that's awesome to me. One thing I feel like they need to improve is uh, Supergirl. Is that It was Supergirl, right? Yeah. They, they came out with this later when the movie came out that they had more R-rated fight stuff in the original filming that they cut. I think it needs that. I think they need more Supergirl being more like... Um, What's his name in the boys? Like Homelander. That, Homelander. Yeah. 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 We needed more because that's what DC can do. Marvel can't do that. And DC needs to focus on things that they can only do in their movies. So they can have the super speedster do time travel stuff because Marvel doesn't have anything like that yet yeah. in there. Because uh, they don't have Quicksilver. Quicksilver isn't, isn't like a main character. They can do things like Supergirl because they don't have any Captain Marvel isn't really huge yet either. Like they haven't used her as much as they could. And what they can do with Supergirl, which they started to do, was they had her anti-human for a bit just until she found out that the Kryptonians had bad motives. And that was good. I think that they could have drawn that out more, but they didn't. There's just little missed potentials here and there that they could have taken to the next level that I get that fixed from the boys. <laughs> yeah, no. Absolutely. I think she was she was wasted. She was. She like, was. They really needed a Kryptonian at full power. If they had her against another Kryptonian, that would be sick too. But the other Kryptonian, Zog, is that his name? Zod. Zod. He didn't like, even he said it. He, it didn't feel fulfilling for him yeah. to come back to the role. He didn't feel like it was worth anything. No. It, he's a glorified cameo. Mm. He's barely in the movie. So, He's just there to do the exact same things that he did in Superman, yeah. Man of Steel. This, so when the trailer came out, the Super Bowl for this, and we found out that Zod was going to be in the movie, I, dude, I was pumped. I was pumped because I'm a huge fan of Man of Steel. This movie legit in February was like my most anticipated movie mm. of the year. Come June, I mean, it's now July, post-Flash, I did not like this movie. I, I really did not like. What do you think movie? of the baby scene? Yeah, that was horrible. That was, I think, the worst scene in the movie. So, but I, I also think it adds to the comic bookiness. Without that, without some of these little things in there, how would it not? Just to be devil's ad, advocate, yeah. I'm not oh, saying yeah. it's a good scene, but I think it needs those. I think that comic book movies are going away from the comic bookiness, and we don't have the fun of it anymore. We'll talk about it in Secret Invasion. We don't have See, like the funness of it. And we don't have the character quality that we need. See, like, I'm I'm with you on that. But I think there are projects that need it and projects that don't. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Ant-Man was a pretty comic booky film. Quantumania, mm -hmm. to be more specific. I mean, and you definitely don't get more comic book than Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I agree with you there. I just... What did, killed me for that scene, and for most of the scenes in this movie, was the CGI. Mm-hmm. Which the is babies were awful. Atrocious. The dog was in awful. this movie. Every almost every the post credit scene was the dog. <laughs> what, dude? No, they, they, it was so bad. The CGI for this movie was horrible. Like, and and then then you have the director coming out and saying it was on purpose. No, the the quality of jump the... off a cliff, dude. Like that was no, not... no jump off a building and save some babies. See if it looks like that. <laughs> exactly, dude. What what it. It was bad on purpose? It was bad because they didn't spend the time on it. You can't justify that. There's no the quality like the actual quality of the models was not up to par with what it should have been. No. And then he went and then he went like, oh, I was only talking about like 
when he's speeding. The, the, the flash when he's in the time like it's supposed to be bad. I don't give a crap, dude. I think he's the only thinking about the, the arm movement. Like when he's running. The, the wavy arms. That's which Because he'd had that same argument for Justice League. Well, so that's... I don't even care about that. I think the wavy arms look stupid. I've always yeah, I think thought it they stupid, look stupid. But I think it's, it's accurate to what they expect a speedster to run as. I just think that there's so much in this movie that is just horrible. Like, mm. the CGI... There are some fight scenes that really stand out. And then there are... Like, you, you look at Supergirl and sometimes she's like... Especially in Siberia when she's fighting those guys horrible mm. it's horrible dude and it takes you out of every moment where cgi is heavy and it's a it's a cgi heavy movie like yeah very little of this movie is not cgi mm. everywhere they Full fight models are like, cgi everything the deep fake on barry was even kind of bad sometimes it's horrible like that specific like i think i gave flash like a six mm. but it's not good i do not like this movie at all I think that it entertained me enough. I think that for a movie that just comes out and needs to be entertaining, it's fine for me. I think that I, w I had a fun time. It was like with Morbius. Like, I had a fun time. It wasn't yes. a good movie, but they it, 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 it was like a dancing monkey in front of me. <laughs> the only difference is that the Morbius director didn't come out and say that it this was movie the greatest was movie of all good. time. Or and Tom I mean, Cruise was, didn't see but... Tom Cruise didn't see Morbius and say this is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> if he did, he would have said that. I don't no, think it, Tom it wasn't Cruise the greatest Morbius. movie until Nick Cage Superman came into play, and then. Uh... So yeah, we ought to talk about that too because the ending has so much cameos, like so many dead people. Cameos. Or maybe not enough. Like, did, were we missing some? We were missing Chris christian bale and and like why did they bring back like heath ledger joker at that point like sheesh <laughs> i don't know if i would have done that they brought back heath christopher ledger. reeves <laughs> i definitely would have put grant gustin in there oh give that him a sick. cameo why didn't they do grant gustin instead of past flash i don't know dude i yeah we gotta we gotta move on because we've been talking about flash for yeah. a while but but i would say see this movie that's it <laughs> See it, just just watch it. Like, I wouldn't even waste your time with it. I, would I really say wouldn't. watch it once if it's free. Like if, if he, it's if free, you got a streaming service. Don't spend If you got money. HBO Max, watch it. Which I think that's where it's going. Don't like, go out quickly. and buy it. Don't go out and like if it's on if the steel book's on sale for ten bucks, I'm gonna buy it. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Say. I'll say this. All right, to, just, I'll just say to this end in it, and, yeah. and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, we've been saying there's a lot of I'll just say, but at, this movie was supposed to do a lot for clearing things up where the future is headed for the mm. dc universe and it didn't do that I in fact it, it made me more confused yeah because george clooney batman shows up at the end which is wild like what what does I that mean nuts. what does that mean like dude what and i guess aquaman is gonna continue this but maybe? he's a drunk now and and ben not... affleck was in it for a while and michael keaton was in it for a while i like but ben affleck in this are one. they even i think it was no he was good i think it was hilarious this was a he did some really cool Batman stuff. Him and I liked Wonder Woman showing up again. Yeah, even I though... think that um, Michael Keaton. All right, actually, last thing, Michael Keaton Batman was pretty good in some parts. Yeah, yes. Sorry, yeah. we didn't even talk about him. He, yeah. He's good. I think he was he was more than a, a little cameo. under underutilized. I think definitely. All right, want to move on? To the yeah, next yeah, thing? we're moving on. We're moving on. Um, quickly, Indiana Jones: Dial of Destiny. Yeah, talk about it. I haven't didn't seen see it. that. Um, didn't like it. I still need to see Last Crusade. Didn't like it either. Um. 
I'm not going to say I've too much Last about Crusade, it. But I need to watch or I need to rewatch it. Yeah, to I, I'm not going to say too much about it because Ethan and my and uh, Parker Duncan did a did a fantastic job covering that. Go listen to that podcast; it's out already. Um, they did a great job. I personally, though, did not like this movie. What's Letterbox saying about? I it? I think this is the worst <clears throat> Indiana Jones movie that's ever been made. Hot take: I actually like Crystal Skull, and I think the four Indiana Jones movies that have come out by Steven Spielberg and George Lucas are pretty good. I like all of them. Last Crusade's the best. This movie is insane. I'll just say that. Why did they do the thing that they did at the end? The There's a final decision that they make where the plot goes, and it's just insane. I feel like it jumps the shark too much. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to spoil it for you, though, Mike. I want you to, I want you to see it. I also want to know what you think. So I'm just going to yeah. say that I didn't like Indiana Jones. It's five a out of ten. Three point. For oh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> for Indiana I was looking Jones. at letterbox scores and he said five. I was like, oh, yeah, for me, it's five. <laughs> All right. Uh, letterbox is given a three point one average. So, so what's the uh, what's the Rotten Tomatoes looking like? Not good. I, uh, I remember hearing that the critics were panning it. I think the audience score is a little bit better, though. We got a uh, 69. Nice. And an nice. audience of 88. Yeah. So, okay. So, that makes sense. My dad liked Jurassic World Dominion. Is that the new one? Yeah, that's the new one. Yeah, he liked that one. See, that kind of compares I, I, to this. Yeah, I just talked to him uh, a couple weeks ago, and he said that he liked it. Two legacy sequels He's like, that are seen horrible, it multiple times. In my opinion. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. It's just another one for the books. Yeah, another, another one. Another one for the books. Um, Secret Invasion. Let's Secret move. Secret Invasion. Okay. Not going to say too much on indie. Go I'm excited. Um, so Secret Invasion. What did you think of the first episode? You you finished the first episode. First word that comes to your mind. That was boring. Boring. So boring. Same for you. So boring. Yeah. Second episode. What was your first thought? Even more boring. Even more boring. Third episode. Little bit better. Little bit better because they added some cool things. All right. What were some cool things that you saw in the third episode? There was like, in, there was well, like the the scroll stuff. Super scroll. Super scroll. That was cool. Straight out of the comics. Like there that. was the uh, the DNA stuff. They dropped Groot's name. Yeah, Groot, Cull Obsidian. They had all those characters. Yeah. That was just sitting right there. And then there. the super scroll has those powers. That's insane. Yeah, that's all that's right. Cool. And then episode four. I was not looking forward to watching another episode. I was like, all right, first three episodes have been so so trash. I watched episode three last week and i come off of that, and i'm like all right yeah there's some cool things but we're halfway through there's no way that this can get any better and in classic disney plus fashion episode four is the greatest episode and it's i think that there are some pretty solid things i think that if they condensed one two and three into one episode and this was episode two it would make this like a 10 out of 10 episode hmm. because of the pacing the pacing of this show so far is so slow and not in a good way. No. It, there are some shows that like they build things up and it's good. This hasn't built anything really up for me. Yeah. In a meaning like to justify the runtime so, so far. We to, are we yeah. are what? 3 hours into this? To put it into context, we're 4 episodes in. We're there's still we two, two episodes left. yet to only release. two. And I I I'm kind of cautious on how they're going to wrap it up. But Really slow. I'm. I don't care even about Nick Fury 
which is crazy. Nick Fury until episode four, I did not care about it at all. I think that I'm I am so shocked that they made Nick Fury a boring character. That's crazy. And until episode four, when he actually has some cool action parts, he's Nick Fury again. He has like his. I like how they started off with the flashback uh, to Paris, and uh, they have that conversation with his wife where he's talking about uh, the the poem, and then it comes back, and they talk about oh. Um, did you accomplish everything that you wanted to in this life? And she's like, I would, what's the one thing that you wanted? And it's like to be called beloved. Yeah. I love that part. Yeah. They actually have a payoff and that's the first payoff we get. And then the rest of the episode is just payoffs from the previous episodes, but it doesn't justify watching episode one, two and three for me. It needs to be shorter. I just, I, I just can't help but feel nothing. Yeah. When I'm watching these episodes, I'm sitting there in my room, have it on my TV, and I'm watching, and I'm just, it where, feels where's like... the, and I, I hate, because so many people have attacked people who don't like it, and, and they say, the MCU's corny and outlandish and huge and everything like that, and you want the character drama, here it is. Why don't this you guys like it now? This isn't dramatic, though. It's just people walking around and talking. They're going to this place, they're talking, they're done. All right. I, dude. Like I hope that I hope they can do something interesting with these last two mm. because the cast here is insane. They like, killed off the most interesting scroll who had the moral dilemma, the the partner dude. Ben Mendelssohn is my favorite part of the show. They just killed him. He is great. I, I also really like seeing Rhodey. I always like seeing Don Cheadle. Now that's interesting um, though. I would love to see how they because they're probably gonna tell you when Don Cheadle uh not Don Cheadle, when Rhodey was yeah. kidnapped and taken. Because he's hope. He's down there, unless he's been dead the whole time. I just... What if Rhodey hasn't been real this whole time? Here's my thing, dude. This should not be how this story is adapted. At all. No. If... I just... Where... And I hope that they do something that I... I think they're going to go... I think they're going to bring in a a superhuman. A superhero. Okay. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Captain Marvel shows up here. Or someone heroic, hmm. because they talk about well, how do you plan to combat the Avengers? What if the Avengers come back, and the main—I'm forgetting his name. I think it starts with a G. Um, the main Gyra? scroll guy, it's like Gyra or something, something like that. The main scroll guy, who is pretty good. I, I like the—I like the main scroll leader. Yeah. Um. He's like, don't you think I thought of that? He brings out the super scroll serum. He's like, great. Now we're ready. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how, who's going to beat this guy? Because Nick Fury sure ain't beating the Super Scroll. Mm. I'll tell you that much. The guy's He's been only sitting on his butt the whole show. Like, yeah. he, he, he was shooting some guys in the previous episode, in episode four, but I need else. I need to see what I need to see from this show. So they, they say a lot of things. They say Nick Fury hasn't been the same since the blip. They say, okay, he's not as strong. I want to see that. I want to see him miss a few shots. I want to see him struggle with his inability to do things because he's getting older. I want to see him try to make a great mistake, uh, escape and then fail. I want to see him just not like he's trying to be Nick Fury, but he can't. I want to see him do that. Instead, he's just not Nick Fury. He's not trying to be Nick Fury for the first three episodes. And we finally get that a little bit in four, but, but it's not about I need more. I feel like it's for me. It's not about Nick Fury's not being Nick Fury. It's just boring. Mm. Like, you're right. It's just a bunch of characters having conversations. 
And you can say, well, that's a nice change of pace from the MCU. It doesn't matter to They're me. They're having conversations, but about absolutely nothing. After a scene, I think, what did this scene add to anything? Sometimes it makes sense, and there are some truly interesting develops, I guess. Like, Nick Fury's wife being a scroll, I guess, is interesting. But I did we see her his wife before, or is this the no, first? No, I think I think this is the first. Yeah. Time. So in that sense, we knew she was a scroll from the get go. I just he didn't. Did he? Did he know that she was a scroll? I don't. Even yeah, know. yeah, he did. Yeah, he knew. He does. He knew that. Oh yeah, because they had the flashback. So I don't understand why there was. But you said know. you said that episode four you were loving, and I I like episode four. I loved it because it was so refreshing compared to the rest of the show. It's still not like a ten out of ten. If by if refreshing, were, yeah, yeah. If it were like the second episode, I would say okay, this is actually ramping me up. It took them three full episodes to get me invested, and then the beginning of the first, fourth episode, I was invested in the show. So basically, you know, it's a standard Marvel Disney Plus show, where yeah. it doesn't really get you invested until when the show is now I'm like all right now getting I have to, to an finish end. this the whole time I'm like okay I just got to finish this cuz I have to watch it right I, so we're going to do a summer wrap up and talk about everything again when it's when everything is done and you'll get our thoughts then but so far if anyone is watching secret invasion let us know what you think but mm. I don't think anyone's watching this show I don't know anyone who watch, is watching this show? No one's talking about this. Me and this. Ethan are the only... You didn't watch the show till yesterday. No, I didn't. And I watched it because I was going to talk about it today. Mm. That's why I watched it. I was planning on binging this whole thing. Secret I Invasion am, is not good. It's it, not good. It's not good. If you're going to watch any of the episodes, watch episode four. I, in, in, my, in our opinion, and this is not to say you can't like it because I'm sure for some people this is right what they want, but Secret Invasion is not supposed to be adapted like this. I want all of the heroes to be involved in the secret invasion. In my opinion, this absolutely should have been an Avengers movie. It's got a this 61, is the type of threat. threat. 61% and a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is weird. It's just average, dude. It's so average. That's what I'm saying. It's so average. So that's, that's kind of what I think about secret invasion. So if you're, if you're, if you're feeling different or agree, Leave a comment below if you're watching on YouTube because I'd like to really know because the online chatter has been nothing, Secret Invasion. Like, there, I don't know any... It's like the first Marvel thing that's not, like, dominating mm -hmm. my feed, you know? And that's because there's nothing's going, nothing's going on with it. It doesn't even trend you know? on... It barely trends on Twitter. And that's not to say that it needs to trend to be good. It's just... If it doesn't trend, it's probably not good. It's probably not, and it's not. I, at least I don't this think so. This show could have posed so many questions. It could have been a huge mystery. You, it could have had us in suspense, like who's a scroll this whole time. That's what those were the questions going in, and then they never like. That's another thing, dude. They never had us question it. There's so many characters in this show that f occupying my brain space with with who's a scroll is almost like too much. Yeah, like. I can't be bothered to think about who is and who isn't a scroll in each scene because I'm not invested. I barely That's know That's what their, they have to do. I barely though. know their faces enough to like I yeah. I barely knew that the the super scroll guy was the leader until maybe episode 3. The whole premise who do you trust? 
I can't trust anyone unless I really know yeah. them. Like, I know Rhodey, but at this point that right now, cool. I'm not even, like, he's a scroll, right? Mm. He is a scroll. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of like, what? But how do I, how am I even certain that Nick Fury isn't a scroll? Mm. How am I certain that Ben Mendelsohn is even dead because he died at the last episode. But we also had that same cliffhanger from episode three to four with Gaia. Yeah. I think is her name. Then she just comes back and to life. She just somehow. comes back. So who's to say he didn't take the super skull serum? You know, it's like, how can I, I can't care about this. Oh, wow. His daughter died. Oh, she's back again. Yeah. He died. I don't feel anything because he, for all I know, he could be back in the next episode you know, portraying to be one of the leaders. Like, I guarantee you Ben Mendelsohn's not dead. I guarantee you right now that Ben Mendelsohn is not dead. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Like, that. that's how much I, like... He's probably the leader of the scrolls. He probably shapeshifted into that one guy and shot himself. I mean, maybe not, but I guarantee you he's not dead. Do you think that this will be any... Um, there will be any multiverse or... So you said there might be mutant stuff. Will there be any other show tie-ins at the end of this? I, uh, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if a superhero shows up. I don't know what superhero it's going to be, but I wouldn't be surprised if one shows up to take on the Super Scroll because Nick Fury, unless they do, unless they give Nick Fury the Super ability Scroll to be the Super Scroll, which would be the, just the most low-budget thing. That would be such a fantastic for Rise of the Silver Surfer thing <laughs> to do. Like, don't do that, please. At this point, I hate oh, to rely on a the, cameo. Are they going to be the Fantastic Four from... Are they going to be in the Deadpool 3 movie? There's been big rumors, been rumors? that they would show okay. up. Yeah, Chris Evans, yeah. Human Torch, that'd be sick. So, I mean, we'll see about that. But yeah, Secret Invasion is not good. Nimona, you yeah. said you want to talk about Nimona. that. Nimona, so it's uh, kind of the, uh, kind of the uh, opposite. It's more of a, a middle school, high school, aid, like targeted movie. Yeah. Uh, Nimona is like medieval but modern so they have technology but they're very knights king queen focused uh chivalrous whatever focused a lot of uh, fantasy elements yeah it's about a uh it, it's a very progressive we'll say that uh movie i didn't expect it going in i knew nothing about this movie going in all i heard of that was good and that people should see it so i, I watched it and um there there are the main character is, and had a very complex story. So the main character, he is a knight that is not from the... No the, spoilers, by the way. This is the beginning of the movie. Okay. So this, the knight is, oh, he's being knighted. He is a commoner. He's not from like the line of descendants of, um, I forgot what the person's name is, but um, there, there's like this line of people that have become knights. They're kind of like royalty. And he is an outsider going in. And he is gay for the person, uh, the, like the main knight dude, and they're both gay together. Okay. It's very, uh, I didn't expect it to be this woke, but it, I guess it is. So, um, yeah, that happens. And then there's a lot of, uh, like, I feel like they were leaning towards the secondary character, Nimona, is supposed to represent being transgender or gender fluid. And uh, because she can transform. Anyway, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, very progressive. Very progressive. Yeah. I think it was a very quality movie. They had 
the animation style is so uh uh it, it's like very detailed hmm. the the little mannerisms they do the this the motion capture is awesome the facial features are very animated and lifelike at the same time and uh, I love the visuals with um, effects and with the transforming and uh, the environments. The city is really cool how it's medieval, but also a, a like a modern city at the same time. Very cool stuff. And hmm. uh, the the main theme of the movie is complicated. It's so it, throughout the movie, Nimona does something that's would that would be breaking the law. Yeah, and then the lawmakers, the the police, they try to stop her because it's their job. So they say, "Oh, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're a monster." She doesn't like the word monster because it triggers her. So they say, "Oh, you're a monster," and then that provokes her to do more monstrous things. And then people fear her. People are scared of her, and they kind of. I don't know. They they don't they don't show they, they they want you to think okay, this person is doing things that they aren't supposed to do and that's okay. Yeah. And it's to lean into oh, um like it's okay to be transgender in that way and it's okay to not be what society wants you to be, which not being what society wants you to be can be a good message, but they don't say okay, everyone who's doing bad things is okay. They don't. They, they they kind of lean into the villains are okay. So it's kind of complicated. It's very it's complicated. complicated. Yeah, and they don't. That that's why I want to say it's middle school and high school focused because if it were for more, ele- it's friendly. It's kid friendly. Yeah. But I want. I don't want. I wouldn't want kids watching this because if a kid watched this and got the wrong idea about villains doing bad things is good. Yeah. Then that could promote the wrong message. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get but it. they're trying to promote, okay, um, like their message is transgenderism is okay, is what I'm assuming, is what they're trying to say. And there'll be a lot of pushback on that, but you got to keep being yourself through all of it because she can literally transform. That's like the whole thing. <laughs> and labels are not okay. That's what they're saying. Got it. Okay. Well, did... What would you give it out of 10? Did it work out of 10, for you? Did I you like it? I really liked it. You did? Uh, like, uh, politics aside, everything aside, yeah. message aside, like, solid movie. Solid kids movie. I think it's, uh, while there are not very many big, this movie almost didn't come out. So this was a Blue Sky movie. Oh, okay. And then Blue Sky was shut down. Right. So this had been in development for a while. Uh, it was kind of like a, a free guy situation where it was, or I guess kind of like um, uh, Sound of Freedom where yeah. it was just bounced around for a while. And then it was produced by Netflix. Netflix put it out. Kind of like with Mitchell's and the Machine. They they put that one out too. Um, but yeah, it, it it's, I don't know. There are a lot of things to say about this movie. There are a lot of um, woke elements. There are a lot of, uh, definitely LGBTQ things about it. And if you want to understand more about that mindset and you want to understand what, because I think it's important to see where they're coming from if, if you're like on the other side or if you're um, on like an LGBTQ side. Yeah. I think it's important to know like where both sides are coming from so we, so we can converse. And Absolutely. Yeah. It's okay. there. 
It's there, it, and it explains it well enough so that a kid can understand it. It had Micah thinking. Yeah, it had me thinking. That's okay. good. Yeah, good or bad. Um, like, if it, it, yeah, I think it's. Uh, What'd you give the movie out of ten? I gave it like a high eight. Okay. Because it's a pretty solid kids movie. Okay. All right. So that's yeah. no. Would you watch? It, this? it could be controversial with yeah. right wing because, I'm sure. yeah, uh, and most left wing of course are, is going to promote movies it. Movies are these days. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't want to like get political, but that's just the way the conversation is online. About yeah. It. We try and stay as yeah. apolitical as possible. This, this is going to be a political episode, so I figured this will be yeah. the time to talk about it. There you go. We already did Sound of Freedom. I got my SGW points for watching the Mona too. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, but yeah, where I, did you that, watch the movie? I watched it on Netflix. It it's was a Netflix, Netflix movie. Um, Got it. Okay. But yeah, if if you want to watch a solid, uh, more artsy, more progressive kind of movie about uh, a symbolic, because I, I think it helped me understand how to be more gentle towards um, some, because the main thing is she doesn't want to be called a monster. And it's the same thing where they don't want to, the LGBTQ community just wants to be loved. And if you express, okay, yeah, we can, we can reach out a hand. We can help. Uh, like we can be a friend. Yeah. And that's what this movie's about. Being friends. Okay. 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 Pretty. Yeah. I'll have to add that to the watch list. I've been watching a lot. It's an interesting of movie. new things yeah. recently. Yeah. And okay. I think um, that's all I got to say about it. Okay. All right. Um, I'll tell you something that is good. And I've been saving this till the last point. Um, I know you saw this yesterday, mm. but The Sound of Freedom. The Sound of Freedom is a movie that's out right now. Yeah. It's a small indie film. You may not have heard of it, but it's a movie that beat Indiana Jones at the box office on its opening weekend. That's insane. Which that's is awesome. Insane. How do you beat a Spielberg movie as an indie movie? Well, it's well, number one, because it's not a Spielberg movie. Oh. It's a James Mangold movie. Yeah. Um but you know, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Disney, $300 million budget. So this is a movie on a $14 million budget that was made five years ago. Mm. This movie was made five years ago. Did not feel like a a $14 million movie. It felt way better. It felt like such a quality film. And so you you almost can't talk about this movie Mm. as a regular movie, you know, because I think... A lot of the elements that make up this movie are really good. I think it's shot very well. I think the music, the score for this movie is fantastic. I have to look into how they did the music for this movie, but I don't know um, if there was like one composer truly, but the music was fantastic, especially Timoteo, Mm -hmm. Timoteo's theme. And you can look at the movie, a message of hope against, you know, this really, uh, this Basically, like slavery. Yeah, child. the message is no child of God should be sold. God's children are not for sale. Yeah, they're not yes. for sale. So, and what they want this movie to be is, uh, if you guys don't know, this movie is about yeah. uh, the child slavery and uh, human trafficking problem that is mostly gone untalked about in politics, in media, in everything. It's... There are more slaves, and, and I think it's it's kind of our duty to to share this with you guys. Is that because this is what the movie's about? It, it, they want us, they want the movie to be out there so that people know more about this problem that's in the world. There are more slaves out there today. There are more child slaves out there today than ever when slavery was legal. 
I like that you correct it because I, I no it it is it is slavery mm. across the board. There's more enslaved uh, from sex trafficking than at any point in human history. Yeah, yeah. Which let me is repeat insane. that. There are more children slaves than slaves when slaves were legal. Which right is now. right insane. now insane. And and I saw the biggest critique of this movie. I, I was reading through the Letterboxd reviews and a lot of negative right, reviews. Yeah, yeah. I was reading through the negative reviews because I wanted to see what what people had to say, and they were bringing up arguments uh, akin to the um, "I love pancakes, oh, so you hate waffles" conversation. You you know that one where yeah. on Twitter, if you say something, "Oh, I love this," it's oh, a so you hate this. It's a fallacy. Yeah. Yeah, and. This movie isn't about the... It, it does address this at the end. It's not about the slave trade in America, which is a very real issue. It's about the leaps and bounds that are going on in other countries. The the risks that people are taking to to go at, into these into these camps, rescue these children, take out these, these uh, uh, pedophiles, and then free all these people, right? It's... It's bringing awareness to the issue as a whole. And then after this, this shouldn't be the only movie that comes out on this topic. I think that in order for this movie to be um, as effective as they want it to be, they want it to be the Uncle Tom's cabin of this generation. They have the, they had this uh, message at the end where they Which talked was about. really cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, <clears throat> where they talk about how Abraham Lincoln uh, when Uncle Tom's cabin and all this stuff leading to the end of slavery back then uh, the legality of it and now they want this to be the spark that um frees all of the human trafficking today and i think what this movie needs is a this one's based on a true story this is tim's the ma the main character tim he's tim a ballard real, tim yep. ballard was a real guy he really did this stuff he really went in this camp he really set up this uh like sex hotel thingy so that they can rescue all these kids at the same time and bust all these pedophiles. And that's his story. And you can't say, why didn't they talk about this? Why didn't they talk? Cause that's not a story. And that was the biggest argument online is that this is right wing propaganda against whatever. This is about the kids guys. Like I think any fight against, child slavery is is positive and i don't care what kind of like propaganda you might think and they're like saying oh just because it's for the kids they think it's okay no this is for the kids so it is like something we should be talking about so yeah so i just i just gotta say if you're gonna if you come out of this movie and your immediate reaction is that it's a political statement no, that says a lot about where you're at. This right is now. something that this is this is not this is not about a political statement. This is this is a strike against domestic like this is a, a yeah. strike against child sex trafficking. And I it's they talk about it in the movie deemed too impolite for casual conversation. Mm. And that's why that's a big reason why it's gotten as big as it is this industry. And you said that it's not. It's not about the slave trade in the, the U.S. Which is, which is the, the biggest. biggest. It is the biggest. They said it's six times more or something yeah. like that compared to any other country. And another big argument is that, oh, it's the same people that are deporting those kids out of the country. 
that's not what this is about. It's not about that. I would it's say, about yeah. the sex trafficking. I would say that it's just that. this movie is made to bring awareness to this fact. Yeah. Because did you know that things were going on like this? I didn't know to this extent. I always yeah. knew that this I, was a thing, but I, I never did, wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I heard a representative from this uh, company that he started, uh, Tom, Tim Tim Ballard. He started a, a company. I forget what it's called, but they helped to fund this movie uh, where they go in, they make these, uh, like, they gather all these these people together just like they do in the movie, and they bust them all. And uh, apparently it's a pretty common thing for that to just happen normally, uh, but, like, with the actual pedophiles. So this is, it happens. So I heard this guy tell a story where he would spend weeks, months, even almost a year, building up this infrastructure, building up, and it's, dedication this is the guy's work like life and to go off and say oh they didn't talk about this they didn't talk about america like his whole life is going to these other countries and rescuing these people yeah so <laughs> a lot of people online i think got the wrong idea with this movie mm -hmm. on imdb it's a little more positive yeah as much more of it is you know like this is a great movie that brings awareness to this very sensitive topic um it is all about spreading the awareness. And I saw a lot of people also get up in arms about that QR code that yeah. he brings up at the end Very of the movie. Very interesting. Yeah. You, so if you guys didn't know, you can, uh, you don't have to pay to watch this movie. No, you if, don't. You can see pay, it for free. Yeah. If you don't have the money or you want to be uh, non-supportive or whatever, if you just want to see what this movie's about, but don't want to put any money, you can go on their website and they have a pay it forward program where you can go and watch this movie by getting a ticket from their website for free. So or yeah. you can you can donate to their website and pay it forward. A lot of people like didn't like that. They said, "Oh yeah, you know, spread awareness by uh, seeing our movie." And so I was like, "How is that a criticism?" Did you read that Letterbox review? I think the, I I think I did. Well, I know what you're talking about. The top review on Letterbox, they talk about, "Oh, uh my theater was packed, which it usually isn't." Because they they were in a they are an employee in a movie theater. So and they said that it uh, was yeah, sponsored the by the Department of Homeland Security, which it wasn't. Uh, that's just false. I mean, like people donated so that people could watch this movie. There is simple as that. A never there is such a huge list of names. Nobody. I don't know them if you stayed until the end of the credits. No, but not after the end. that special message. There is a special thanks to these families who helped. Um, and the list, I mean, you're there for a long time. It's like and it's the Lord just, of the Rings fan club. Uh, seriously. No, no, like, and there's so much, so many names. And so this, Q, a lot of people said that that was a stupid thing, that they have a QR code, raise awareness by seeing this movie for free. Number one, for free. They're mm. giving people, because that's the message of the movie. That's not a dig. He says it in the movie, the most powerful, you know, the most powerful source of change or something is the storyteller yeah. or something like, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but through these stories, people can be emboldened to take a stand mm -hmm. and raise awareness. It's not about, Hey, come see our movie and spend money on this movie. It's about watch let's watch this movie. Now I'm more educated. Mm -hmm. Now I know more about this stuff and I can be a better person because I know about this stuff and spread awareness about this stuff. And I think that's what it is because that's where this movie has gotten so much. I, I went to the theater. I, I went to get tickets. My mom and I went and it was, I went and looked and there was 
five seats left in the theater for a 2.45 showing on Thursday afternoon. A work day. A work day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are you in... This is... It's I think full. there were like six or seven people in my theater. It was when did you see it? Uh, four, four o'clock. Okay, which is pretty good time to watch movies. The, I couldn't believe it, so I looked. I looked at Indiana Jones, the other movie that was coming out during this time. Two seats were taken up. Well, versus when I ca- when I got in there, every seat was taken, and I was like, "This is insane that this yeah. small indie movie is beating Indiana Jones." And they they did the same thing with the Chosen. So it's Angel Studios. They did the chosen too. Yeah. Um, and they had the pay it forward thing. So you can watch the chosen for free on uh, an app or on, uh, I think it's on Netflix now too. Um, and it's just free. So I think it, it's a pretty good marketing strategy to do that. And because again, it's not about the money. Though. Yeah, it's about, it's about, about seeing and <laughs> engaging in the money. This. <laughs> it's not about the money, Spider-Man. It's not always about the money, but it's about seeing and experiencing this message. message it's exactly that's exactly what it <laughs> Joker is Joker said it right <laughs> if you want to if you want to go there but to speak to the movie itself it's I one of those movies pretty good that, movie no it's fantastic uh, Jim yeah. Caviezel is fantastic I want to I I loved the writing in this movie how um it even made you if you knew nothing about uh Tim before watching this movie which most no one did. Yeah, you could have thought, oh, are they taking this in a direction where he's right, like a, a pedophile and he's talking to this dude? Really great acting. The on his beginning part. is so good. Yeah. yeah, they make you feel gross because these people talk the way they do. So another scene that really hit me and impacted me was uh, Bill Camp. He played Vampiro, the older gentleman who yeah. was who had been in the game for a while. Yeah, he was drugs. He went to prison. And it's who Timoteo teams up with to help him do this whole operation. And it's when Tim says, why, why are you helping me do this? Like, mm-hmm. what's, what's going on? And he tells him the story about why he is where he is. And he's like, I realized that I was the darkness, mm-hmm. that I was what was causing this. And from that point on, I changed. Like, that scene was the scene. I mean, the whole movie, you're riveted because... It's on a very serious subject, but the way that they and the emotion that Jim Caviezel can portray just by a look mm. on his face goes so far in making this movie above average. Yeah, because it could be, and I've been asked this: Is it one of those Christian movies, very no. cringe? You know, like a like a Saving Christmas, uh, Kirk Cameron type. Like it uh, is absolutely um, not left behind. That. There you go. It is absolutely no, not, not like that. I think they did something very special. And just as a movie, you can look at it as it's pretty It's pretty good. The I gave cinematography it a, was really good. Yes. I loved the framing and the uh, frame composition. Everything was... Well, the opening shot. The I feel opening like the, shot, yeah. The, the staging of the... I just felt immersed in this yes. movie. Yes. They did an excellent job making it just... Stellar. I love the opening shot because it pans into the girl and she's mm. doing her drumming and she's and singing. The and then the, and then the closing shot is that as well. And like the, it's fantastic. It's mm. one of those movies where you leave the theater. It's not perfect though. I do and, have some complaints. And but I I think the complaints, because it's not it no it's not a perfect movie. No. But it's not one of those movies where you go away and I I I have complaints. Mm. 
because I do because of the message though. Yeah, my my complaint though is that there's a lot of plot conveniences that just happen. And sure, yeah, it happened in real life, but they show the plot conveniences happening without the dialogue. So he goes up to the rich dude and he says a lot of things and then it transitions to the the like the real dialogue that had him change. I feel like this movie could have had an extended cut with more um dialogue of mm. things going on um for example in colombia they just they they go to a bunch of towns and they're like they point and then they're talking with no dialogue a lot of things like that there's a lot of just montages yeah we need more for me i i feel like this movie could have been more if we had a bit more dialogue if you want to go and make it a perfect movie mm. which but it's one of those movies where you leave the theater. For a budget of $14 million, like, this is way more than enough. Oh, absolutely. And you're like, you just leave it, the theater, and you're like, well, dang, back to my normal life. Yeah, you how know? am I supposed to, how am I supposed it to eat dinner It affects you <laughs> on such a level to where it's like, holy crap, this stuff. And then you, and then you go online and you read, I, I was watching a ton of interviews with Tim Ballard, the guy, I watched his Senate hearing that he went and approached the Senate with, you know, uh, all of that stuff with the border wall and how to make it better so that these people aren't just coming in here and bringing kids. Mm. I mean, the dude is a real genuine yeah, hero. And it, it's not about, and like the case for the wall, it's not about uh, like any illegal alien. It's not about all that. It's about keeping the kids. Like we're focusing on that. Part. Right. That's what the movie. Yeah. Right, yeah. The, right. the, his, his argument for the wall. And from what I understand was to keep uh, trafficking down. Yeah, that's absolutely. the thing. Yeah, and people see oh the wall, and then they just jump to that. And yeah, it, there's it, a lot a whole... more to it politically, mm -hmm. but just the movie presents this very big message of, well, hey, this is kind of why we need this. This is another reason why we need this, yeah. or we need to have better people checking and better parameters for people so that they're not just flying into the country. They have to go in. They have to go through the right processes because there's a moment in the movie where Jim Caviezel's character catches and he looks inside. He sees that there's something off about this. Imagine the kid goes in. So there's a lot to this movie mm -hmm. that is just so fantastic. And it's probably, I said Across the Spider-Verse is probably the best movie to come out this, this is year. This the most important movie. This is the most important movie to come out yeah. this year just because of the message that We'll, we'll see if presents. Barbie... Um... <laughs> yeah, but it just but that forget about Barbie, forget about Oppenheimer. Like those that, that's for entertainment. Yeah, yeah. This was something else. Like this was a a genuine this message. May have been, do you think this is like Schindler's List level? Like what movie Even more to this? so. I can't think of a, a Because Schindler's List was a historical piece yeah. on the Nazis and this the is Holocaust. This currently going on. This is something that's currently going on and something that needs to be addressed in our society and you know, I think it says a lot. It's been a silent war for years. I think it says a lot about Disney that they had the rights to this movie and then threw it in the bin. Mm. Because a lot of this movie is about child sex trafficking in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't look good that Disney just threw it away. I'm Ooh, just saying it doesn't, it doesn't look good that Disney, because it was 20th Century Fox who had it. Then Disney bought them out, obviously in 2019. Yep. Film was finished. They saw it through in the bin. They, they said, been, we're not releasing this movie. 
people have been scared to to put this out because there is, like we said, there are there is a huge, uh, and they don't talk about it as much in this movie, but America has a lot of that exactly, and it's all underground. So, it's, it's just really as a scary. piece, this is I think you need to see this movie. I've I've told a lot of people about it. I I think my mom sent my grandparents. You know, t- they're gonna go see it and. I think you just need to see this movie because, and also it's and never you can, in your face yeah. about it. It's it's never graphic. I'm not a big fan of that. That's how Joker was mm-hmm. when, as far as violence goes and how he was affected. I'm not the biggest fan of that. This movie doesn't do that. It's messages truly and purely about hope yeah. and what we can do to help this. And I love that about it because it's never as graphic. The content is there. But it never shows you. It leaves you. It leaves it in your mind, which is almost even worse. Yeah. And if you guys want to support this movie, um, if you can't buy a ticket, you can get the free one. Um, if you have, uh, if you want to support them further, you have two options. You can buy a ticket in the theater, and that would support it to stay in the theater longer. Or you can buy the ticket through uh, AngelStudios.com yeah. or whatever it is. Yep. And then it'll support them directly. Yeah. So there's there's the two ways there you can weigh your options if you want to either way uh, it'll be supporting them so yeah so I'm glad we talked about this go see this movie go it's, see it it's yep. important um yeah that sound of freedom uh I think that does it I think that does it for uh, everything on this was there list. anything else on on your list that you want to talk about I think that's it we talked about all the movies this summer that have come out I want to see the Wham documentary Mission Impossible <laughs> Mission Impossible is out this week in theaters i'm gonna i'm waiting to see it ethan has showed me all the impossible mission impossible movies so i'm waiting for him to get home from alaska and then we're gonna go see it so i'm probably gonna see mission impossible next week as well as oppenheimer and barbie next week and then we've got august teenage mutant ninja turtles uh blue beetle blue beetles coming up yeah and i'm pretty sure there's another movie i'm missing quick uh quick movies that i saw uh this this summer uh, yeah. still was good that was the michael j fox documentary flame and hot was pretty good that was oh, yeah, the, yeah. the hot cheeto that's movie right. shazam fear of the gods we talked about that tetris was good uh that's on apple tv plus air was good that's on prime if you want to watch that for free mario air bros was, movie air was really good mario bros movie that was i think air needed some more um at the end it just felt like trivia dump yeah, it was. I gave it an eight out of ten. Yeah, I, I gave it a. I gave it good a, acting. A six. Good acting. Like a high six, maybe. Uh, decent acting. Too much naked feet. John Wick three. Really. Uh, John Wick four. I mean. Oh, really that good. was fantastic. Follow me on Letterboxd if you want to see uh, more, more. Yeah. Movies. What's your username? Uh, just Micah Hutt. Just Micah Hutt. Yeah. Yeah. If you search. Or not it. just Micah. It's like Micah. Hutt. Micah. Hutt. Or okay. MD Hutt zero two. Or MD Hutt zero two. Yeah. All I, right, if you, you look up Micah Hutt, I'm the only one on there. Yeah. So. And. <laughs> The same goes for me, Ben Rayside on Letterboxd. I've, I've been posting, I've actually been using a lot of that app this year. Every time I see a movie, I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of that on Letterboxd, just recording because I like to I like to record that. I've got like three or so apps where I record I am my scores. I 68 movies this year. So 68? Barbie, Barbie will be my 69th movie. 68? Where yeah. can you find how many movies? Because I think I might uh, have You to go be... to your profile and it's the base one, like just the... The, or and you scroll all the way down. Films, hundred hundred nine, hundred nine this year, hundred nine this year, this year, this year, dude. Hundred nine. I've seen a lot. Wait, of it movies. says this year. This year, check it out, dude. 
No way. I have 130 logged, but I think wow. I started using this in December. So I have 657 movies watched. Uh, I so, have 68 movies this year. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I only will... I did not go back and backlog every movie that I didn't I've review seen everything, before. but I just said watched. Yeah. So I did those, and then if I liked the movie, I, I put liked. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm just gonna wait until I redo and rewatch all yeah. of those movies. But yeah, 109 so far this year. When we do our year in review, it's gonna be pretty insane. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah, this I'll is not 109. What I watched. <laughs> yeah, this is not 109 new movies. This is just 109 movies that I've watched and I've seen a heck of a ton. I have so, 106 reviews on my. So I I also logged all my uh, multiverse monologue stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. I went, I went back and yeah. I I did those with the dates and stuff. So. Oh, you know what? That's probably a good idea. I'll probably have to do that. Yeah, at risk of this uh, podcast becoming any longer, I know we've been sitting here for quite a while, but I've I've quite enjoyed this. Uh, oh, this nice an hour and a half recap. That's not too bad. No, that, that's I thought it was way bad. longer. Sweet. Me too. Well, that's good stuff because I'm glad we got to do this because I wanted to do an episode on Spider Verse, wanted to do an episode on Flash. Timing just really kind of didn't work out for that, so I'm glad we were able to uh, sit here and discuss this. Ethan, we hope you have uh, safe travels back. We look forward to seeing What's you back cool, home. Man? Is that next week? Next week, okay. I think Tuesday is when he's coming back. Are we doing a Barbenheimer um, cast? I, you know what, I'd like to if timing works out. Okay. But Deadpool is. Are my you watching main, the Thursday night? Deadpool is my main concern. No, I think I'm going to do that Saturday because I start new job starts Monday. Okay. So, um, looking forward to. I'm just looking forward to those movies, you know. Once Ethan comes back, we're gonna watch Deadpool together. Yeah, um, that's gonna be good. And then uh, we'll keep keep track on the keep keep listening, guys. We got the watch through coming through. We're almost on phase three, so we've got uh, which means we Deadpool and then Civil War. I'm we're almost sure. done with X Men movies. So, oh uh, yeah, Deadpool then uh, X Men Apocalypse. So that, Logan, that is gonna be fun. We thank you guys for listening. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Otherwise, we have an Instagram, uh, yeah, Letterbox. Inst- follow Instagram. us on those too. Um, yeah. Ethan's posting quite a bit on the stories, um, which is great. Although great. not now because he's in Alaska. Of course. Yeah, he's disconnected. He's disconnected, <laughs> which is great. You need you need those times during mm-hmm. the year. So, um, otherwise, I think that's it. This is Ben Ray side. This is Mike Ahead signing off. We all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.